like, oh, I'll retire and move to Florida versus I'm freaking going to move to Florida when I'm young and enjoy it now, you know, and they wait too long to follow their dreams. And that's a big thing that's always been on one of my platforms is do it now, do it now. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com slash go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Today, I have an extraordinary woman on as a guest and a very special person in my life. She has been a longtime client for years and years and years and years and years, and she's gone through so much uh, tremendous ups, some downs, and like she has the hero journey story. And it's going to be incredibly fun and exciting to have her on the podcast, sharing her story and perspective on business with you. So welcome to the podcast, Wendy Schultz. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. So yes, I'm Wendy Schultz. I am a vacation rental consultant and uh, property management uh, consultants. We are managing vacation rentals. Um, mostly in Wisconsin, some in Florida, and looking to expand across the nation. Also, I am looking to get into um, some more coaching as well, doing some of that. Yeah. So Wendy has a huge expertise in this area. She's been doing it for years and years and years. And one of the things that's been um, great, fun, and also strategic is that she, uh, is from Wisconsin. She's from the Green Bay area. And one of the first things that we did years and years and years ago was she had this dream to snowbird in Florida. And for those of you who don't know, snowboarding is when you spend your winters in a sunny environment and your summers in uh, what is a very snowy place like Green Bay. And so one of the first things we did was get her to be able to do that. And then she moved to Florida, which was extraordinarily fun. And I just love how the strategy with the, the biz has followed your life dreams. Like you're, you're still working in Wisconsin, but now that you're in Florida, you're like, okay, let's expand here. So can you share a little bit about how that expansion has worked? Like, how have you thought it through? How has it been incremental? How has it been gangbusters? Like where, what, how have you approached it? Yeah, so I've basically done what most people thought would be impossible. I'm running a company from Florida in Wisconsin. And that was part of our journey and even in talking and in coaching was that how could I run a business and you know, be living in Florida and following my dream of being near the beach when I was running a business in Wisconsin? And um I have put in a um, great amount of effort and, and coaching in trying to just get that set up that I can do that. And so a lot of that has been with, um, you know, hiring the right team, getting good systems in place, and also just a lot of mindset work to be able to 
comfortably <laughs> you know, be so far away from my company and have you know trust that it's being run the way I want it to be um, when I'm not actually physically there. And there have been times when that has been challenging that I cannot physically run and save whatever situation might be going on and having to trust that my team has got it. And you now sometimes we fly back, certainly do that. We do spend a significant amount of time um, back in Wisconsin. We have an apartment there. So we do spend time um, with our team back there and also just you know, visiting the properties and doing work there and such. But the vast majority of the time, we are not anywhere near those properties. And that has been, um, I think, probably pretty cutting edge. <laughs> so Absolutely. And, and I think of it like when you were just speaking, I was like, but this is the way the laws of the universe work. You make the decision first, and then the ways and the means come in. But you won't see how to do something until you make the decision to do it. So it looked impossible to do this before you decided to do it. And you did it incrementally, like what I mentioned in a moment before you first started snowboarding and then you moved full time. So you did it in stages. But once you made the decision, I'm going to do this full time, you had to figure out how to manage it. And it causes you to hire better people and hire people that you can't, you do property management, right? That's one mm -hmm. of the, the, the things that you, you do so well. And like, you can't be running in the middle of the night and saving the day if the plumbing goes out, right? Like right. The, you, you are just not the backup uh, team at all. And so being away forces you to have better systems mm -hmm. so that you don't have to be the one doing that. And then my, my sort of, you, you mentioned that you're expanding across the country and we've been talking about how to do this and, and it happens incrementally, right? Like you had to do that Florida to Wisconsin. Well, now you know what it takes not to be the one saving the day. So you can now replicate this anywhere in the country, which is amazing. Yeah. And actually I just went through another stage where I had to move out of the way and let this grow beyond me. And that was um, in just in bringing in the volume of properties we brought in. We doubled in size um, several, the last several years, each year we've doubled in size. And there came to a point where I wasn't the one, I don't even know some of our owners anymore, which is unheard of and amazing and so exciting because I, you know, I love, I love our property owners. Of course I do, but it was just, it's just the representative of this, I felt was a big like barrier to expansion. It's like, I can't possibly do this. I'll take this on. Like, I can't take on more owners. I can't take on more employees. I can't, I can't, you know, all these things felt like a big, you know, terror barrier. And, and it's like, I can't expand because I, my mental capacity to handle more was just not there. <laughs> and so I had to, um, I had to hire the people and step out of the way and allow them to shine. And now I have amazing people in place. They were the ones who built relationships. And I know some um, people can get really nervous about the team having those relationships and not the owner and not, you know, whatever the company is and thinking that people will go and steal your customers. Yeah, they might, but. I also know what it takes to build a business 
And that's not for most people or not for many, you know, not for everyone. And so there's definitely going to be people that aren't going to be willing to do what it takes. And, you know, building a business, it, it's it's a lot. It's not for the faint of heart. So absolutely, know, absolutely. So two things on that. So your company is not only doubled every, not year over year, but last month, I believe, or was it July? What, what, what month did you have your first, I'm going to let you fill in the punchline. Million really- dollar month. Million dollar month is July. It was July. She had her first million dollar month. That couldn't have happened if she was so uh, in scarcity around being the one to, you know, the brand, the, the head of the company, the one that everyone needed to know. She couldn't possibly have scaled that way to that level without team. And I happen to know that that Wendy has this concept of like living the beach life and the simple life and not being trapped or locked into her business. And there's no way for her to have million dollar months and be the one that knows every single client and be the one who's having the beach life right? Who has the freedom to work when she wants and take the kids to Disney World when she wants and go to the beach when she wants. This was her Florida dream. And there's no way to do that if you are locked into the the mental frame of having to be the one. Absolutely. And the other thing that just popped in my head when you were talking was just how much I want to help people. And um I actually was limiting the amount of people I could help <laughs> because of this um, this need or you know not need but this feeling of people are going to not like me they're going to think I'm abandoning them all of these things that pop up when you're starting to to grow and I remember uh, maybe it was a year or two ago, and we've been coaching probably for seven years, I think now. <laughs> it's been a while, so it's been a long journey. But uh, you talked about Jeff Be- Bezos, you know, the head of Amazon, and saying, I, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't do this, Jeff Bezos doesn't do that. And it's so true. And that's been something that I've kept in the forefront of my head is that I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm Jeff Bezos, I'm not a little small town or small business owner anymore. I'm starting to grow that. And while I don't think that our business is going to get to Amazon level, um, that's really not my vision. Uh, not, not my vision, but if somebody wants to create that in my world and create it in the culture that I've wanted and then the ways that we do it, and they want to take it off and do that, that's fabulous. I'm, you know, I'm just not going to be the one to create that in my business, which is where I'll go next is, is as I'm my next evolution. But um, it's still the same, similar concepts, even though it's not a huge business. You have to be the CEO. You have to, you have to step out of the way, hire great people, give them meaningful work, right? Like, like give them agency to do their genius in this world so that they have a meaningful life and meaningful work. And everyone grows there, which is like a huge huge perspective shift, right? Yeah. I love it. So let's talk about what's next. Okay. Because uh-huh. you mentioned at the beginning that you're doing some coaching and you're expanding. So so talk to us about where you see you taking the company and also how you 
uh, I think what we would be really useful for the the listeners, the audience would be to to just to talk about how you approach decisions like that in the strategy. So what I've come to realize is I'm a serial entrepreneur. I don't, I create, but I don't really want to be in the day-to-day running the the thing. (laughs) So I've, um, I've been in this business, I think for eight years that we've been um, doing this particular line of work. You know, I've evolved. I used to own a store first, and then I was doing remodeling and hotels, and then I was doing an Amazon business. So there's been evolution, but I'm really realizing I'm more like, I like like the Richard Branson than the, um, you know, one, one business operator or one business owner. So I do want to continue to expand and go into other kinds of businesses. The question in my head is, what is that going to be? And I don't exactly know. Um, I've been definitely toying around with doing um, different kinds of coaching. I, I know I can coach on many, many, many different things just based on experience. You know, I've gone through a lot. Let's talk about the coaching because um, you, you've done property management coaching before, right? Helping people... How, what kind of coaching has that been? I know for, so Wendy, as she mentioned, she's been a client of mine for seven years. She now is a program coach in our high level mastermind as well. So she does like the the kind of coaching that uh, we do in that program there, but on her own, what kind of, what kind of coaching have you done before and what are you toying with now? So I've done, um, I wouldn't call it necessarily formal coaching when it comes to property management and um, investing in vacation rentals. I've created a course. I'm about to launch that um, where people who are looking to get investing or start investing in vacation rentals because people will say, Hey, can I pick your brain? You know, I'll meet you over coffee. And I'm like, good Lord, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. And um, certainly a quick, coffee is never going to get people where they're not going to have to learn um, the hard way, the way I learned many of these um, different things that I've run into and and just in learning the learning curve in vacation rentals. So wait, pause there for a second. Is the course for people who want to get into buying properties and renting them out themselves? Or is it for people who want to start a property management company? So the first is that people who are invest, wanting to invest in vacation rentals, because that's where I get the most people reaching out to me saying, I want to buy a vacation property that pays for itself. And I don't know where to start. Can you help me? And, um, you know, in, in, a, in a very quick way, I can help them. But otherwise, it's a lot more intense. So that's what that particular course is for. So let me ask you more about that. So this would be for someone who is interested, hasn't yet purchased a property, is interested in buying a property, or someone who has a property already and wants to know how to do, how to really do property management and make money with vacation properties, correct? With their own, yes, with their own. So we have, um, you know, we have people who are or they want property management. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to do it at all. But then we have the other people who are interested in learning this, want to learn how to do property management. And so those are the people that I'm helping in this course. 
talk to us about like name four or five things that they they wouldn't know, like just top level, that they wouldn't know that they need to know if they want to manage their own property. Like, is it how to price it? What, like discount? Like what would that course, what does that course cover? Yeah. The, the first thing is how to select the right property because there's a lot, probably the costliest mistake is in that area is picking the wrong property to begin with and in the wrong area and not really understanding all the different factors that you need to consider when you're going to be you know, bringing on a property or, or purchasing a property. And a lot of people have fear around that too and not knowing what they don't know. And so this, that first part is talking about how, to, you know, what things to consider, what to look for, um, pitfalls to, to avoid in that um, first, you know, before you even make a purchase. So, but then it's like a lot, a lot of people are like, well, what do I need to put in it? How do I set it up? Like, is it better to do bunk beds or twin beds? You know, it's just that, how do I set this up? What do I do? I understand now. Okay. So it's all the, all the setup, all the thought thinking through from, from soup to nuts. Okay, great. So that's, that's course one. And <laughs> yes. okay. And so that's, the, that's something that you have right now ready to go for people. Yes. Well, it's, um, it, yes, it can be done. It is uh, is not formally up where it can Just be yes, automated. Wendy. Yes, Wendy. <laughs> yes, it's so ready. As, as your coach, <laughs> we're going live with this podcast. You're going to be like, yes, you can buy that. Okay. Yes, you can buy that. Um, there's, there's, okay. um, yep, there's an automated link to, to buy it and get immediate access to the entire course. So you can kind of okay. choose what you need in there. That's awesome. I'm going to pull back the curtains a little bit to to explain what I just did there. Because I'm thinking, I don't know when we're going to go live with this podcast. Maybe it's three days from now. Maybe it's three weeks from now. But there's an audience here and someone's going to want, is going to be like, honey, this woman, she sounds really smart. She's been doing this for years. We need this help. We've been thinking about this. And instead of saying, uh, yeah, it's going to be done and whenever, right? Like, right. let's just, let's just say it's going to be done and then ask Amira afterwards, when are you going live with this? So I know when to get all the links set up. <laughs> it is literally like days away. And I thank yeah. you for calling that out because it is, um, it is literally being transitioned as we speak with my, um, tech VA company that's helping to transition that. So it's like days away, not weeks or years or anything like that's that. Awesome. It is so close. Um, and I'm so proud of you. And we will put the the link to it in the show notes awesome. um, for this podcast. Yeah. Fabulous. So if Thank anyone's you. interested, please reach out to her. Okay. So what's course number two? So course number two I has not created is something, this is where I'm in this, what's, what else do I want to do is helping people create their own property management companies. But the, the thing that I am debating is, am I wanting to create more of my company and branch in and have and have branches and franchises or whatever or do I just want to teach other people how to create their own company and that's that's where I you know I'm sitting there and 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 just considering what I want to do with that so I have an opinion but let's hear your opinion of course I paid for your opinion for seven years by the I would definitely do option one I think that that this is a great you'd have to do some deeper thinking about it, but it's either a licensing play or franchise play, or it's the internal game book for 
how to set this up in a different um, city. And you just use it internally. It's not anything. It's it's an in-house resource or it's a licensing or franchise play. Yes. Thank you. I, I, that's when I, that's why I've not done anything really with the course in that regard, because I was, I'm, I don't know, say creating my own competition, but if there are great people out there, I'd rather have them in a mentoring pool that I can help them continue to expand our good work out there and be in the container of us helping them um, and continue to build our business in that regard. The other thing is completely on the other side. And this is, you know, they've got the vacation rental management and then I'm looking at doing actual just business coaching. And um, with having built several multi-million dollar businesses, having gone through losing everything or losing them all. And just my, you briefly mentioned my hero's journey, but I will just briefly talk about that and the, that journey and how um, I've grown through that and why I am considering moving into this kind of, you know, or coaching and more in the uh, business realm is that um, so I had built a multi-million dollar business. I was um, partially I had a store and then I was doing hotel remodeling and then I was doing um, selling these clocks on Amazon. And the short story is that somebody had um, from our hotel remodeling had found this clock that they, or we found this clock. They loved it. They want to buy it. We put it on Amazon. It takes off, like takes off. But there was an adversarial relationship with that manufacturer. You probably remember some details. Might be a little fuzzy at this point, but um, the long, the the short story is uh, several years later, they um, they sent us an email and said they were not selling to us anymore. So we lost a seven figure business within thirty days. I was building this vacation rental business, but I wasn't really going gangbusters because I had this other business, and so we were using the capital to, to fund the vacation rental business. But the problem was that we did not have any other capital really. And we started, we went very, very quickly into deep, deep debt and, um, you know, maxing cards. And, um, we'd start taking those, those loans that are like the equivalent of a payday loan, the merchant ones where they require us to send back significant money payments back, you know, like 8,000 a week kind of thing, or maybe it was 8,000 a week, but 8,000 a month for sure. And we very quickly lost our footing. And um, that was very, very uh, humbling because I was one who had followed Dave Ramsey in the past and just like get debt free. And, you know, we were paying off our credit cards every single month right before that. And all of a sudden we were deep, deep in debt. And so we, um, you know, we had gone into default on some of our payments. We were guided by um, a company that helped us to do that and then renegotiate and, and all that. But we, um, we really, we were in dire straits for a while there. And so we, um, we were just starting to come back and then we, you know, everything, no one, everyone knows what happened in March 2020. And all of a sudden, all of our bookings were gone. And just when we were starting to get back into our high season. So that was a really 
um, really terrifying time. It really was. And we um, just, there was nothing we could do. I mean, we had just gone to the SBA right before. They weren't giving us any money. We went to all these other places trying to find money. We couldn't get credit cards because our credit was in the tank. And, um, and so anyway, the only thing that we could do was just surrender. And I'm like, I, I don't, there was, I mean, our plan B was to go, if we ever, if our business went under, we, you know, we could always go bartend. We could always go work at a restaurant. Well, they were closed, you know, like plan A, B, C, D through Z were like the, all the options had been gone for us at that point. And building a business, um, very quickly, it, it was, um, it was not really happening at that point. I had a few other ideas about anything, but the, the thing that really came out of that was when I surrendered, that's kind of when the magic started to happen. Little things, little, little synchronicities, like the fact that the SBA wouldn't give me a loan just a month before. And now all of a sudden they're handing us money. Hey, do you need more money? And it was like all these the um the the different loans that were out there, the PPP loan, the EIDL loan, all of those, there was grants, all of that that had COVID not happened, we would not have ever gotten any of that. And that was what really helped us get through all that. And you know, we and you know, this is kind of really um pulling back the curtain on a very, very vulnerable time because it's, it's kind of felt, it felt very shameful at the time. And I, you know, still have a little bit of, I don't really talk about this on a grand scale. I talk about it, you know, one-on-one with people or in smaller groups, but really, um, I know we, we didn't, we were, there was programs. We didn't have to pay for our house for a whole year. You know, we didn't have to, um, there was all these different things that, that came to help and the timing was impeccable that we were able to do that. I love that. I love that. And you're now on the other side of that, which is amazing, right? And and so for, for anyone who is going through a tough time right now, whether it's, you know, it's not COVID in that intensity of 2020 anymore, but whatever you're going through know that there is support out there. That was a unique experience, but there is support out there. You have to be open to it. You have to be able to receive. You have to activate it and go after it and and reach out to, to, to get it, if you will. And when you do that, you are supported. Now, it doesn't mean that she wasn't stressed and it doesn't mean that she wasn't having um, emotional ups and downs. And she got to the other side of it, which is amazing. So I want to shift to the other side, which is... <laughs> yes, the, the fun part. part. <laughs> yeah. So so let's talk about what a typical workday looks like for you. I think people are really interested in this, that, you know, for instance, you have a like, I want my freedom. I, I went into business for myself so I could have time freedom. And yet it's a juggling act. It's not perfect, perfect, and all all tied up with a nice little bow. And you've done some great, you know, work on this. But what does what does a typical day look like for you? And if you could flesh out any sort of time management, mind management tips or team issues that you run into that you've you've helped yourself. Uh, handle, I think tips like that people would love to hear. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to to complete that, where I was at the end of 2020, we had you know 295,000 in revenue, which doesn't it sounds really nice and significant, but that we had a lot of expenses too. So I mean that was still a negative for us. As of um, today, we're at about 3.3 million for this year, and we're recording this in September. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so. And that is only in two short years. So we we have um, significantly moved the needle the other way. Two of my values is, was like time or freedom, you know, time freedom and also location freedom. Well, I'm also a mom, so I can't not live anywhere. I can't be traveling all the time. So it is a balance. I do have you know two school age children, and so my day usually starts with getting them off to school, and then I just do a lot. I do a lot of personal development stuff. I do different coaching programs. Um, I, I listen to books. I will um, connect with people that are business, um, you know, like-minded so we can talk different things and strategies and such, bounce things off each other. And then I do uh, strategy meetings with my team. So it's somewhat mentoring them if they've got questions and they're wanting to know how to handle different situations. We talk through a lot of that. Let's pause there. How much of your day is the the team meetings, for instance? Um, it depends on the day, but I mean, I probably have maybe four to five hours of meetings a week. That's about it. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. And so is the rest of your time open and you get to decide what to do with it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that so that's a real huge win for you in terms of how you've set up your business and, and and your life. So what have been the key levers to to get that going for yourself while still growing the company and supporting your clients? We talked about one of those for sure is hiring the right team. Yeah. And that has been a growth process is to figuring out who those people are and how to identify them. Um, I've recently been introduced to the predictive index and Mm -hmm. I've been working with a consultant to help me identify when I have a candidate, is that someone that's going to fit in the role that I wanted? Because what I like to do is I like to hire people and then not necessarily, and then find the role versus hire, you know, knowing the role and then finding the people. So um, that's been one of the things is, is hiring the, those people, but also um, in putting you know, boundaries in place. Like this is your, this is for you to do. This is what I do, and also being able to let go of control and trust. Yeah, that's been a big job. one, Wendy. <laughs> it is, and actually, yeah. um, I'm maybe on the other spectrum, and you know, you're always like, you can't just abdicate because the thing is, I because I value my freedom so much, I don't want to deal with it. It's like, ugh, I don't want to deal with this. So I would much rather just, you know, fly, you know, run off to the sunset and not have to deal with certain things. But the sweet spot, Wendy, is where you're at right now, which is you've you've hired great team, in which case you can hand things off because they are the right person for the right role and they can own it. They've got that they own the outcome, they own the process, they own all of it. And you just have to be clear about what that outcome needs to look like. And, and then it's no longer abdicating. But if you 
are getting the right people in the right role. If you have the right person in the wrong role or the wrong person in the right role, you can't just go, hey, it's yours because then, right. then the, the, the business doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's keep going here with some, some additional questions that I think are, are um, oh, I was going to use one of those words that you hate. Um, <laughs> Wendy and I have a have a joke. She she hates that I use the word juicy, and, or, or and I don't really use the word moist, but it's like that for her. So yeah, okay, got them no, both in. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I I love to look at businesses from the perspective of the law of, of compensation. So as you know, the law of compensation says you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you or in this case in your business. So mm-hmm. what makes, let's take that third piece, what makes you and your business unique and quite frankly difficult to replace? So we're very cutting edge. I grew up, um, let's see, I grew up in my business, in my previous corporate roles, I was, um, I was lean trained. Um, so lean six sigma training and efficiencies. And, um, and so we really are looking to be continuously improving, cutting edge. Um, we strive to bring in as much revenue as possible for our owners. And a lot of, it's really, sadly, it's really not hard to beat out there right now. There's a lot of um, really terrible property management out there. And that's why I started my company in the first place is because I had a property and couldn't find someone I wanted to manage it. And so I started managing it myself. And then people started asking me to manage theirs as well. And so that's really where we got, um, you know, the birth of the company. But we are ones that we we have um we're always looking for ways to improve we're always hiring consultants we're trying to learn um different ways of doing things how do we keep our costs down um and try to bring as much revenue to the owner's pockets because there's a lot of times that um you've got people who are uh they're they're not pricing the property appropriately and they are um they're taking out credit card fees for owners and they're taking out all these other different fees that don't, is isn't unnecessary so we just have done a lot with um revenue management and such and, and dynamic pricing there's different things terminology in, in the industry but um we and also we are also just just really want to have a consultative relationship, a good relationship with our people. And they, um, the, the property owners are, you know, I, I, won't, I don't want to say family because that's probably not a good thing to think like, oh, we're all family. But we really just, um, we just try to have a really mutually respective relationship and that we're on the same team because property management is is not easy. I mean, short term. This we're talking short term. Short term and long term are very different ball games. Short term, we're talking you know two nights. Um, we're getting new guests in every you know every two nights, and <laughs> they they don't know how to use the Wi-Fi, and they 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 got locked out, and they um the the they broke a sofa. I mean, there's there's so much to it, and so we want to create this relationship. We're all on the same team, and we're all striving for the same goal, and we're wanting to have an amazing experience for our owners and our guests. And 
I think a lot of um, people focus more on the guests than the owners. We like to try to focus on both a lot more. I mean, to to really divide our focus to make the, the experience amazing for both. I love that. I love that. So the law of compensation says that you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do. That first part is the problem that you're solving. And it sounds like what you're solving here is that there isn't really exceptional property management that holds the perspective of both the client who is booking the property and also the owner of the property who is your client and having both of their needs really taken care of. And if you can solve that problem, that's a much bigger problem than just getting the the darn property rented, right? That's that's a small problem, but actually, you know, providing a, a, a win for both of those people is a much bigger problem to be solved and hence you get compensated for that. And, and, and you grow because people see that the level of management is just exceptional. So. Yeah. Well, it's nice because, I mean, we're not the cheapest in town. We're not the most expensive in town either, but because we, so we are sit there in the middle um, more towards, I think on the higher end, but the nice thing is that we are tackling it from both from all angles We're we're trying to bring in more bookings. So that's more revenue to us and to the owner. We are, you know, and then of course we have our commission um, fee structure and all that, but then we're also trying to become efficient. So we're saving our costs. So we're not having to continuously um, be increasing our prices and such. So we're trying to tackle it from all different angles. And that's why we're the difference. And we do things very, very differently than any other property management company I've seen. And actually my consultants have seen too. Yeah. It's exciting. Okay. Next question for you. What is a benefit that most people wouldn't think that you receive personally from doing the work that you do? Hmm. That I receive personally. Well, I, I think it's really, it's a fulfillment. It, it's, it, yes, revenue. That's fabulous. It helps to fuel my lifestyle. That's fabulous. But also um, just the fulfillment and, and internally of being able to help someone who either, you know, just hasn't bought a property yet and is really nervous about that decision or just bought a property and they're really nervous about that decision or they've had a property in their year and you know their life or their family forever and now they're going to put strangers in it and nervous about that decision and really um just being able to give them that confidence and that sense of calm and to see them i mean sometimes it's like talking them off the ledge and and from the beginning of a call to the end and um just that sense of being able to help and and know that they trust us and that we built something really freaking amazing. I mean, it's a really, we, we've done amazing <laughs> stuff. I'm very proud. I love that. I love that. Can you tell me about a time where you or your team went above and beyond for a client? This sounds like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> um. Where we went above and beyond, we, I mean, we do that on a daily basis, really. We're Isn't that uh, just part of your DNA. Like, it you is. Just do that? Yeah. It is. I mean, we have, our clients have our cell phone numbers. They contact us. I've been just to chat at sometimes, you know, and um, 
we have gone and and you know brought things to the property on their behalf um we it's just part of our dna we have we help them get their permits where a lot of companies you come you have your permits it's a it's a daunting process we help them identify um what they should put in their property so even before they or sometimes we're helping them identify if they should purchase the property so they're coming to us before and we're helping them identify yeah you know this is we think this is a great property or "Mm, this may not be a good fit so we are giving them that consultative relationship all along and they um i you know it just it it is just part of the dna it just is i love that okay so don't get don't let your head get too big here but you're pretty smart cookie okay like you you have a good business sense you 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 have an entrepreneurial uh, spirit. How do you, given that, right? How do you stay, uh, continue to up your game? Why do you coach? You said you've been coaching with me for seven years. Like how a lot of people have, I guess what I'm getting at is a lot of people, I know I did in the beginning. Um, I had this, like, I'm so smart. I, I need to do it myself. Otherwise it's, I can't, um, I can't, say that I, I was a success because then someone else helped me. I can't claim that I've done this, but as we know now, 2020 hindsight, it takes a village, right? You know, mentorship, team support, you can't do it by yourself. So like, given that you have great business savvy, why do you continue to up your game with coaching and the other things that you do to stay you know, you talked about listening to, to audiobooks and things like that. How is that part of your approach to business? Well, I want the shortcut. <laughs> and, and a shortcut comes from leveraging the knowledge of other people. And that's, I mean, if I, I I'm, I'm cutting edge, I do like to do things my own way. I am a maverick and, and there's you know definitely some resistance that comes with that when I'm trying to, um, or when someone's trying to coach me, sometimes I'll resist some of those things. But I, I need to have that person or, you know, the different, the bubble of mindset, because this is not an easy journey. And if, if you get stuck in your patterns and you have someone who's like, oh, you're stuck in your pattern, we know this pattern. And this is how you, you get out or just remember it and having that awareness and call you out on your, your stuff. Cause I don't know if I can swear here, but um, just call you out on it. It's that's what moves you so much faster, and and giving you the kick in the butt you need. <laughs> I've seen, I've spent a significant amount of money on coaching, and I continue to. And I, you know, people might say, "Well, you're you're a multi million dollar business now. Why why are you still doing that?" It's because you don't get to a destination, and then all your problems go away. The thing that you were working on back when you were maybe a six figure business. A little sucker pack, you know, pops back up again. It just, you know, new level, new devil. I didn't make that uh, terminology up. It's a really good one though. And, or, you know, new level steam devil, maybe that's even more appropriate because that's how I say it. it yeah. Those patterns, they come back for sure. Yeah. They do. And so just keeping that front and center and keeping moving forward and leveraging the knowledge of someone who um, can cut through your excuses and your own BS and, and 
and kicking the butt and keep going. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Before I ask you my final questions, where can people find you? What's do what social platforms are you on? What's your website URL? How can people find you? Yeah. So I am on um, simpleliferentals.com is our business uh, main website. I'm also on Facebook. You can Facebook run me, Wendy Yersis Schultz. Um, Wendy Yersis Schultz. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Wendy working at the beach and also um, Simple Life Rentals is my business page. So, and I also have a YouTube channel for the Simple Life Hospitality where I talk, um, give free resources for people looking to invest in vacation rentals. I love it. I love it. You go find her. She's amazing. Go friend her. Go watch her YouTube videos. You know, check her out. Okay. Final questions. What do you wish for the world? I really wish people would live like life is not a dress rehearsal. Like, like if life is a dress rehearsal, I feel like they've lived like they have all this time in the world. And to an extent, we certainly do. But so much time is. I feel wasted people feeling like I have to pay some dues or something, you know, like, Oh, I'll retire and move to Florida versus I'm freaking going to move to Florida when I'm young and enjoy it now, you know, and um, they wait too long to follow their dreams. And that's a big thing. That's always been on one of my platforms is do it now. Do it now. I love it. I love it. And you're a great Testament to that, which is fabulous. You, you Thank walk you. your talk. So what makes you an unstoppable woman? Well, I certainly have been to hell and back and lived to tell the tale and just kept going. I, I had every reason in the world. Every, most people would have probably declared bankruptcy just a few um, years ago when I went through all that. And we, we, I said, no, I'm not doing that. And we figured it out. And we bought a beautiful house. You've been helping, you, know, you helped in that regard too, a beautiful house against all odds getting a mortgage, you know, and, um, you know, just being able to persist and have so much resilience. So I definitely think that's one. And the other thing is that I don't know, I, I start companies. I don't, I don't have any experience at all. I, I never had a store before. I never worked in retail. You know, I never, I never remodeled hotels. I never had a property management company. I never worked for one. And just being able to not maybe naively just take it on and figure it out. And that's, that's been a couple of my I think magic traits that have helped me along. For sure. And I'm going to uh, add to your magic traits and just underscore and affirm what a generous human you are. There is no, you. You, you, you and I have been, you know, together for, for many years. And every time you come to an event or you're small or large, doesn't matter if it's something intimate in my living room or a big event where you're speaking on stage, you're always generous with the other women in the room. And it's never, um, I'm too cool for school. It's, it's, it's always like, here's a hand, take it. If you want it, I'll lift you up. I'll show you the way. And it's been, um, it's it's one of the things that I love most about you. So, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I, I do love connecting with with different women and and men too. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy 
helping people and also just yeah kindness I'm I I just show kindness to everyone (laughs) yeah so huge and I think that's an amazing way to end the podcast thank you for being on the podcast thank you for sharing all the details and thank you for being kind and generous oh thank you thank you for all of your leadership and coaching throughout the years with me I appreciate our journey so much